0: Super Dute, tough work, pernificence, logic. We hear once again.
1: Good morning, sir.
0: Yeah. It's the real hip hop
1: MC, TJ, uh,
0: from your own mind, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah man, so we here Every week, you know, bringing y'all new Spine-tingling adventures of the dopest podcast on planet Earth And, uh, you know, last week's episode about Biz Markie was well received Very much so You know, and that was just one for, for all the Biz Markie fans And the people who may have never really peeped what made him so special And so, you know, we're gonna try to start doing more of these uh, hip-hop breakdowns you know, where we kind of tie in everything that we talk about on the show and kind of show it in, in person with with things that are happening in the real world. And mm-hmm. so uh, that brings us to this week's topic. This week's topic was the, the rage of the Internet last week. Yes, it was. It took over. Mm-hmm. And last week's the uh, hot topic was Dipset versus the locks. Yeah, man. Man, man, man. And what seems to have happened was, because I didn't watch it live. Mm, I, didn't I didn't watch it either. I watched it this week. Um, but I, wasn't, I didn't really think about it because I, I like Dipset. I like the locks, but I don't bang their records like that. Right. So, you know, verses tend to be for like hardcore fans, you know, mm-hmm. people who know the whole catalog. So you can just kind of. Go back and forth through the whole thing, so I'm not one of those guys. So, uh, and if I was, I I, I actually own more Dipset records than the Locks. You know what I mean? Like I was fucking with the Dipset heavy for a minute. Um, so I didn't really have anything invested in it, but seeing people's reaction to it made me very curious.
1: Yeah, that's the only reason I watched it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just because. I I just heard the hoopla afterwards. I was like, let me see what you know, because yeah. I was a, I was a big Juel Santana fan. Yes. you know, just on some we MC used to, shit. We used to bang him, didn't we, for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember.
0: Yeah. yeah, I used to bang his record on tour for a while. We was banging Juell. Yeah. just
1: hour. on some MC shit because he was just so different and unorthodox, and his style was just like you know, it, yes. it wasn't like anything we had ever heard. Yeah, and um, yeah, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and so, yeah, and last week everybody's going nuts, but what what, what everybody was saying last week was like Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. The conversation went from Dipset versus Lox to Jadakiss killed Dipset. Alone. By himself. <laughs> but Dolo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and that was maybe like, wait a minute, I need to watch this. hmm Because... Something must have happened here if JadaKis by himself, if people's impression, they left that whole thing, all them rappers on stage, three in the locks, four in Dipset, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they walk away like Jadakiss is is that guy. And so I'm like, I need to watch this. And so I watched it, and uh, there's a lot of lessons in there, a lot of small lessons that some people may not pick up. And I think that if you are a whether you are a public speaker whether you are a performer artist uh no matter what you do there are some things in there that Jadakis did that are real slick and contributed to people feeling that way and uh it, it it and you know there's certain things that Dipset did that didn't help the cause you know and we'll get into those but Jadakiss was was he definitely shined in this whole event and you know this week it came out that like and this is something I read on Twitter and, and it seems to be circling, and said Jadakiss streams increase over 200% after versus against Dipset
1: yeah that's that's real
0: five of his projects are now on the Apple top 200 hip-hop charts yeah wow yeah one performance yeah, wasn't even a solo show of his, right?
1: And wasn't even uh, an actual show show. Nah. Like it was, yeah. Like because one of the reasons I I really don't watch verses unless I'm intrigued by the matchups yeah. is because of one of the things that he you know talked about during this thing was yeah, you which know, was, was getting just, yeah, yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into but it, but yeah, yeah, like yeah, it's just not you know yeah, it's not completely a show show. Right.
0: But it's right. it's a show, but it's not a concert, if you will. Right. It's not a performance performance. Yeah, if you will. But uh, yeah, this one was pretty yeah. interesting, man. And so, uh, then you know, this episode we're going to talk about how Jadakiss killed Dipset by himself. Yeah. And then we'll take a break and we'll be right back.
2: now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint. Raw and uncut
1: adult conversations. No shucking, no jobbing, and no bullshit.
0: All right, folks. Super Duty Tough Work. Back in the building. Mm-hmm. Talking about how Jake has killed Hipset by him. Self. And the before I even get into any of these points, there's one thing I do want to say. Uh before then, and I think Jadakiss killed every MC. Mm-hmm. He didn't just outshine Dipset.
1: Yeah, he outshined he his,
0: his own crew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and he shined a light on hip-hop the way that hip hop. Has always meant to be done, yeah. Like he showed you what what an MC is. Like all the stuff that we, a lot of the stuff that we talked about with Biz last week, mm-hmm. Jadakiss exhibited all of that and then some.
2: In this yes, verses. yeah,
1: man,
0: yeah. So let's break down the number one thing. Number one thing. One way how he killed Dipset was professional stage show. When you look at what was going on, it was very clear that one crew had been practicing and was well rehearsed. Mm -hmm. The other crew was just there seen and heard. Yeah. Just to be there. They memorized their words Mm -hmm. and they showed up.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes they didn't even memorize their words. Yeah. Barely memorized the
1: words. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's debatable. Yeah.
0: But one thing you knew it was very clear from the opening set. Once you got past the hype of all these, you know, icons on stage, like, wait a minute. The locks they're ready for this. Prepared. Prepared like a motherfucker, man. Like they had routines Mm -hmm. for certain songs. They knew exactly how their songs were gonna start, stop. They had uh, beat flips in the middle of certain songs.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> stage positioning.
0: Yeah. Where you know? they were standing in, like yeah. in relates to the stage was balanced. Yep. You know, as we like to talk about, you know, and these are concepts that a lot of people don't understand. When we talk about the stage being balanced, this is something I try to talk to guys about, especially if you're in a the crew. Mm-hmm. There's only so much room on stage. Right. You don't want to be on top of each other or standing in places that kind of either detract from the guy who's rhyming at the moment or make Mm -hmm. the stage look crowded and just fucked up. And when you watch the best performers, especially the best crews, the stage is always balanced. There's someone occupying a space and the other person has perfect balance. And not to say that they don't cross paths or engage with each other. It's just that they let each other kind of have their time and they move accordance. The locks had that. Mm hmm. Whoever was rhyming for the locks was center stage, yep. all the time. The other guys backed them up. They say they're ad libbed, and they kind of move back. Mm-hmm. You know, they would kind of let that guy get his bars off. It wasn't like that with the with the dip set, man. Mm-mm. And it just made it made the
1: locks just look so much more professional. And why did the dip set have so many people on stage that weren't rhyming? Exactly. I don't know. It was weird. It was like they just rung the crew. Like, yeah, everybody <laughs>
0: didn't didn't contribute nothing to the shit. Mm-hmm. And it, it was funny. It's like it. I think that actually made them look less professional than the locks. Yeah, it looks sloppy. They look sloppy. Yeah. And uh, another thing I thought contributed to them having a more professional stage show was the roles within each crew. If you watch the locks. Anytime Jadakiss started speaking or going into his routine before, after, during a song, Sheik uh, goes, they were quiet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they got quiet. They kind of fell back. They let him be the lead man of their crew, mm-hmm. which made it easier to understand what he had to say yep. and the points he was making. But if you look at Dipset, everybody was talking at the same time. Yep. Jimmy was just as important as Cam. Cam was just as important as Jules. Freaky Zeke was just yelling just as much as everybody else, and he ain't rhyme at all. No, he out there being the damn distraction, front and center, the whole show. Yeah, it just it gave it this chaotic feeling, and it just didn't look professional because when you practice, you don't do that, right? You know, okay, this man. All I got to do is hold him down on these bars, these ad libs, let him do his thing. And then we work on some, and then I kind of fall back and I hold him down, give him energy and I get a crowd energy. but I'm not front and center when he's front and center. Mm -hmm. And so it was weird. It was weird, but it was like, I watched it and I clearly was like, okay, this is the difference between like professional touring artists Mm -hmm. at the highest level and dudes who have, Good records, but just play like the the nightclub circuit. Yep, not venues, but the nightclub where it's thirty dollar drinks mm-hmm. and, a, and a and a VIP, mm-hmm. and they come out and do three songs. Yep, and then they disappear out the back door and they get paid for that. Yeah,
1: that's how it came off to me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was just a definite difference. You, yeah. you could just you could just tell. I mean, from And even the the untrained eye, you could tell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, you know, as as Greenhouse, we've traveled and performed together. So, we understood, especially, you know, the staging and, you know, giving artists space. Like, we notice all that stuff because we've done it, you know, multiple times. You know, you've traveled with Atmosphere and Backed Up Slug. You know, me and you have traveled together. We've traveled as crews, like, all of that stuff. So, we've done all this stuff before. So, we notice all of that. Yep. But just to the untrained eye, you could see, like, there's a difference. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They, you can tell that they knew what they were doing, that um, the locks knew what they were doing. And Dipset kind of seemed confused. <laughs> like, they didn't really understand, like, what the format was. They didn't understand, yeah. you know, that there was going to be enough space on stage for what. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell there was definitely a difference in preparation.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. And I, th- I think it also led to them sounding not as good as the locks. Oh, yeah. Right. Like when you ain't prepared, then you kind of just giving so much. You ain't pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you didn't sound good sonically to me at all. No. Nope. Cam sounded the best, yeah. you know, and Jimmy was whatever. But uh, it was like, yo, meanwhile, the locks just sounded clean and professional even sonically the way they were holding the mics how they were presenting you know like where they standing as we talked about but it, it just overall it just sounded and looked professional mm-hmm. so that's the first way that Kiss just kind of killed him second way he killed him was being clear-headed
1: yeah that was a big thing because when he did his verses with Fabulous he was drunk off his ass, <laughs> you know, so people didn't know what to expect, yeah. you know, at least from him, you know, yeah. during this performance, even though there was a lot of shit talking, you know, back and forth leading up to yes. it, people didn't know that, you know, they didn't know what to expect, but mm-hmm. Cass was sober, yes. ready, you know what I'm saying, like ready, ready.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't think them dudes, I, I would be, I, I don't think they probably smoked, drank, did nothing before this performance. Yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised. I didn't get any impression. They was just sharp, calm, not too emotional. They mm-hmm. was they was talking their shit, but it wasn't like over the top. It wasn't they wasn't slurring their words. Jada Kiss, yep. out of all of them, because he was so clear headed, he was so clear and legible on the mic.
1: Yeah, concise with his thoughts, concise with what he wanted to deliver, even in between songs. Surgical with it. Surgical. It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. It's like, yo,
0: meanwhile, on the opposite side, you got Dipset over here who look like they're all drunk or high Mm -hmm. by how they were moving, how they were talking over each other and over the locks, how they were just. Just kinda it just the energy was night and day on both sides. Right. You know, there was a point in there where joel's in an attempt to try to be funny, laid down on stage and pretended to be sleep, or he's laying down a corner with these two bottles of gray goose or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in his mind he's probably thinking, Yeah, I'ma make these dudes look like they're boring, so I'm gonna pretend I'm sleep. Why they's right. doing they shit. But it more came off to me like you're drunken on the verge of passing out. <laughs> you need a rest. <laughs> you need time. You need a minute over there. You're regrouping. <laughs> this, you're too drunk for this. You're too high for this. Yeah. I've laid down on stage before once. I did that on stage once with atmosphere. Uh uh-huh. And this is when I first started drinking because I was so fucked up. I needed a minute. Mm-hmm. I went back in the corner behind the DJ thing and laid my head on a monitor for a couple minutes. Like, let me get it together. I don't think it doesn't look good when you do that. No. And I think Juell's unintentionally kind of really made them look like, hey man, um, we don't have our shit together physically. We're yeah. we're either drunk, high, both. Yeah. You know, Cam seemed like the most clear-headed one out of them, mm-hmm. but you know his style is so laid back that it's like, yeah, he can't make up for the
1: deficiencies of his crew with charisma. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hard. For and Cam. Cam is the leader. Like yeah. Cam, Cam is more used to the performance aspect of things. Anyway, yeah. you know, Jewels and Jim are you know more the sidekicks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like Cam is that guy, even though I think Jim Jones probably has the best albums out of all of them, but probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I think Cam just as far as performance and professionalism even, you know, is the more polished out of
0: the crew. Yeah. And and what you just said made me think about what we talked about in the previous one with just like the definition of roles. Mm-hmm. The everybody in Dipset should have had the understanding that if Cam is talking, if Cam is our leader on stage, mm-hmm. he's got the most charisma He's the, the, the guy in his group who has been there and done that the most. So we need to kind of let him kind of lead. He can go back and forth with Jada. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Let's, instead, it was like everybody was a leader. Right. So you got four guys up there with drunk energy, you know what I mean? Or three, three and, and then your lead guy is trying to hold it down, but everybody's just doing random stuff. It just... It didn't come off. It just came off like the locks were just so clear headed and ready for this. Them dudes looked at the bat. They looked like they just came from, you know, drinking fruit smoothies and working out. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> and they probably did. They probably did. And and
0: and Dipset looked like they just came from smoking blunts, and doing coke. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and I like this that's
2: catalog better
0: so mm-hmm. for me it's like uh, yeah they kind of my guys is looking bad up here right now <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. I knew more of their joints than the lox's joints but in terms of the show so that just helped Jada a lot yeah. okay so let's talk about number three thing that Kiss did that killed him and this is one that will often go overlooked and this is finding common ground Mm. with the audience. Yes. See, a lot of people don't notice that the best performers and the best shows you go to, one of the first things that a great performer will do is he will address the crowd. Yep. Specifically, he won't just hit them with generic talking points. You know, a lot of performers get get, uh, beat up on because you know, you hear them go to one city, and say Colorado, y'all the best crowd I ever played. Next right. night, New Mexico, y'all the best crowd I ever played. You know, Damn. then it's Columbus, y'all the best city I ever been to. And they just say mm-hmm. the same canned things over and over again. They're right. trying to 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 you know, endear themselves to the crowd, but they're being lazy with it. Jadakiss didn't do that jadakiss spoke specifically to the new york hip-hop audience of a certain time period yeah hey
2: (laughs) is this new york right did we grow up on hip-hop is this the
1: birthplace of hip-hop yes this is the mecca of all this shit we in madison square garden right right you know what i mean like just saying yeah yeah, he
0: created common ground, which created a common experience. At one mm-hmm. point, he, he was talking to Dipset. He said, "Yo," he said, he said, "Yo, what's up, New York? This the real New York. I don't live in no Miami. Mm-hmm. I don't live in no uh Denver, Colorado, like
1: these yeah. guys. I'm outside. I'm outside." <laughs> he like y'all see me. You know what I'm saying y'all know uh, where I'm at? Y'all see me? Uh, classic. Perfect chess move by Mm -hmm. Jada Kiss because what did they say? Because they nothing. They know they don't live in New York no more. (laughs) Right, none of them. (laughs) And even
0: if they wanted to say something, they wasn't organized enough to really put a a strong rebuttal down because they was all over the place. Right. But yeah, what Jada Kiss did was he created. He he found common ground with the audience, man. You know, instead of just saying some generic you know, hey, what's up, y'all? Yo, appreciate y'all coming out. No, mm-hmm. he spoke to the New Yorker who came up at that exact time and had a certain view on hip hop that everyone in there identified with. And, it, and, uh excuse me, Dipset didn't do that. No, I don't feel like Dipset had any specific engagement with the audience that
1: found common ground. They didn't really engage the audience hardly at all. Yeah. They just kind of did their thing and was trying to talk shit to the locks that wasn't working. Right. And, you know, anything they said to the audience really was in response to what Jada or the locks was saying. Right. They didn't initiate any contact, really, with the audience. Yeah. It's just like, it's real MC shit. Mm
0: -hmm. We know. We know mm-hmm. what it's like when we see a real MC on stage and he working that crowd. We're like, oh yeah, this man about to slay this shit. Ooh, he. Yeah. <laughs> Before he even start rapping, it's like, oh. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you can get him. You get the crowd on your side in the first couple minutes of your performance. You got them the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. One of the easiest ways is to find common ground. You know, some people do stuff where, I remember one time, first time I played in Florida, I went down the street and bought a, a Florida Gators hat. We was playing in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no problems in Florida that night. It was like, I went and got that hat. Everybody loved me. What you doing in that Florida Gators hat? I was on the count. Came on stage with that hat on. I didn't have to say shit.
2: They loved right. me immediately. Yeah, he, He's rocking the shit.
0: Little shit like that performers do. We may not notice it uh, when we're at a show. We may not even think of it that way. But if you are a performer, your goal should always be to find common ground no matter who your audience is. Comedians do it, mm-hmm. uh, politicians do it. Every public speaker knows that part of the way that you win over a crowd and you get them to actually listen to what you have to say is first prove that you are on their level and that you have something in common with them. Yeah. You're there for the same reason. You have a shared definition of hip hop, which Jada mm-hmm. was doing. Look, we know what hip hop is. We know what it ain't. Mm-hmm. There's like, yeah, Jada, you right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And it cast a light on on Dipset because, like Mm -hmm. you're saying, they weren't doing that. They didn't speak to the crowd, and he was meanwhile talking to the crowd, like, "Yo, this is a common experience. Let's, you know, let's have some fun together." Mm -hmm. So that's number three. So uh, yeah, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. I've been talking about it a while, but it's finally here. My new book social media cheat code if you're an artist creative or entrepreneur this book is for you i've been a full-time artist for almost 20 years and the majority of that time has been spent online building my following i've learned a lot of lessons and all of those lessons are in this book what days and times are best to post what elements make a post work or fail, how to organically get more engagement, how to use current events to grow your following, how to automate your posts, how to repurpose your content, how to sell more products, and much, much more. No complicated jargon, no fluff, just common sense techniques that you can use and apply immediately. If you're tired of guessing and ready to step up your social media game, head on over to waitlist.net right now and order your signed copy today. Peace. All right, folks. We back. Super duty. Tough work. Blueprint. The logic. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. This week we're talking about how Jiddicus killed Dipset by himself in their versus battle. And uh, I hope that if you are a performer, presenter, or do anything in public, I hope that you pick up these lessons. Because this can't be applied to pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now we're going to talk about the number four thing that Jadakas did. And we talked about it in the last one, but the fourth way he killed him was with his improvised commentary. Yes. It's not good enough to just rehearse for your show. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to move and flow and get in and, and shake and bake. As things are
1: happening. You right. gotta be able to then, adapt. And this can only happen when you're clear-headed, really.
0: Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> he was clear-headed enough to not only know what the locks was supposed to do, mm-hmm. every song, and where his guys are supposed to be and what they are supposed to do, he was clear-headed enough to pick out the little things that the depth set was doing that he could exploit mm-hmm. and make look bad. And yeah. so... Every time he had something to say before the uh, locks would play a song to set it up, they would get done. The dip set would get ready to play a song. He would have something to say about it as they're going into it. And then he would say a little something at the end. It yeah. wasn't always negative. Sometimes you're like, yeah, this is my shit right here. This is my yeah. joke.
1: Right, right. <laughs> this is right. yeah.
0: crazy. I love this one. Yeah. So so he wasn't always like, oh, this is trash. Y'all can't fuck with us. Sometimes he's like, yeah, this is the one. I was waiting for you to play this one. This is all y'all mm-hmm. got.
2: Or, it ain't yeah. enough.
0: you know. But he was basically adding context to the whole experience for everybody mm-hmm. by improvising and going with the whole thing. And when you look at like what Dipset did it wasn't really that they couldn't really they weren't really adaptive or interactive there's mm-hmm. a perfect example of this during the battle at one point between the two sides Joel um, Santana is trying to talk shit about the locks after they get done with one of their mixtape joints he's like man mm-hmm. y'all got all these fucking mixtape joints I'm starting to think y'all don't even like women blah 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 you know and he was like yeah you know, like women blah 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 little did he know that they had four, five really popular female joints laying in a cut. Right, right, right. And when he went into that, Jada Kiss was like, oh word, you think that we don't <laughs> have no songs about the women? Uh-huh. Let me show you something. The locks literally played five joints in a row that were like, mm. boom, Mariah Carey, boom, Mary mm. J. Blige, boom. And they killed all of them. That was the end of it. I was like, oh, this is over now." They just you gave them yeah. all the moment, and they played. And their DJ knew to play them back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have done that if Juels hadn't to set them up like that. Yeah, their DJ was listening too. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think I hear. Okay, he' about to set us up for this one. As soon as they dropped the first, keep going. They did not give them. There was no pause. They dropped four or five. Songs about women in a row, yeah,
1: all of them slayed. Yeah, and the crowd went crazy every time one dropped. <laughs> yeah, every time. <laughs> yeah. But you know that
0: that's the improvisation improvisational nature of what Jada was doing as the quarterback at that thing. Mm-hmm. He he heard what all said instead of just arguing with him and playing a song that was already in the set list. Right. He trusted his DJ. And he talked long enough to let his DJ get set up to go into all they joints. They had that in his tuck just in case. Like, let let them say some shit about this. Because they came Mm -hmm. out with mixtape bars, 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 bars. Mm -hmm. And then Juel just fell into the trap. Yeah, And and so the second half is when I felt like they really, really, the longer it went on, the more they kind of separated themselves. Even though Dipset had bigger hits. Dipset's biggest hits were in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But the stage, the stage show and the presence of the locks is
1: shined more and more as it went on due to shit like that, you know? Yeah, and it, it goes into the practice aspect because they were ready enough, they practiced enough to be able to switch gears. Yes. You know what I'm saying? To be able to say, okay, instead of, you know, they had probably had alternate, you yes. know, lists of songs. Like, you know, if, if the crowd ain't feeling this, then we go to this list. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this, the DJ had to be clear-headed as well. You yes. know, everybody had to be paying attention to the crowd, to how Dipset was reacting, to how everybody was reacting, and what was being said on stage to know, okay, yeah, now we're going to go into this. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, now, like, we're going to keep All About the Benjamins in there. We don't really got to go to that early. Mm-hmm. We just going to show them just some MC shit. Yes. We ain't even going to drop our big hits yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah it's 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 wild like and um yeah we'll we'll, we'll keep going we'll keep going because there's one thing that J- that jada did when all about the benjamin's drop that was yeah. like was was special was special yeah something he said to uh cam <laughs> but, go ahead. yeah so that's number four mm. okay number five thing jada Kiss did
0: was he created separation mm-hmm. in the in the minds of people viewing and watching between the two, because he knew that it wasn't just about their songs against our songs. He knew that as a artist, as artists, people are gonna look at this. Some people say, okay, well, whose catalog is better? This is still a battle. Who mm-hmm. won, you know? And, the, and the, the thing, the turning point to me came like eight minutes in. Jada Kiss. the first five, six minutes, it was just back and forth, one song, one song, one song. The banter hadn't completely picked up yet. Eight minutes in, Jada Kiss addresses the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, as we talked about, found common ground with them. And then he calls them out specifically for rhyming over their vocals. Yes. Eight minutes in. You know what I'm saying? He says, yo, this is hip-hop. Basically, that's not hip-hop. Mm-hmm. You could have just stayed in your car and heard that. Yep. Is that what you guys are gonna do all night? Y'all don't, have, and they just was arguing and mad. That was like the turning point where people were like, "Oh, these guys, these groups are different." Yeah. And what made it stand out to me more is like, in a normal concert setting, you don't get to do that, right? Be- because one of the groups is going to play before the other. You do your set, you kill. They do their set, they kill. Mm-hmm. But this was back and forth. They were alternating every song so you got to really see what the difference is every song yeah. and as soon as he pointed it out like that and then they had and that was eight minutes in This yeah, thing it went was on, two, ho- two, two hours, hours.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> two hours two <left>. hours <laughs> for the next hour and 45 minutes you sitting there like yep they're rhyming over their vocals again hmm and then it was like you start noticing like damn. They not even rhyming over their vocals. They just letting their vocals play. Yep, and just
1: backing up. They they backing up their songs. They doing <laughs> yeah. backups,
2: right? And you your
0: own backup man because you don't know the words to your own shit. Yeah, and and it created separation. You know, he had a lot of shit. He said, you know, is this is this hip hop or not? And then as soon as that and when that happened, mm-hmm. then I think Sheik had a verse, one and he started rhyming directly at Dipset. He turned yeah. around, wasn't even facing the crowd. He was like. Ah, nah, nah. <laughs> their face you know what i mean and uh and then it was like yo do one song without the words on it so they started really calling them out
1: (laughs) couldn't do it yeah and and like another um what i was talking about in the previous point when they did all about the benjamins and cam was like yo why you doing puffs verse jada was like because i wrote it (laughs)
0: yeah yeah that was great that was great he said them my words yes yeah. It was, that was so a, beautiful. That was a perfect response. Beautiful. Perfect response, man. Yeah, you don't man. you don't get that from everybody. You couldn't get that from Dipset that that night. Mm-hmm. Cuz yeah. they hadn't really thought through t- what what was going to happen out there. You up against some clear-headed dudes who can yeah. freestyle, who's sharp, man. You better you better be ready. But the more that they did that the more separation it created, man. It's like even at one point, like at 26 minutes, he did it again. He said, this is real hot. Them niggas is lip syncing. This the Mega yeah. hip hop. They tripping, y'all. We sweating up here. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then it's just like, yo. Then he, then he goes back to the show at A-Biz
1: beat. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? And Some destroys. V-
2: Come on, man.
1: Oh, man. that, that ver- I had never heard that verse before. And it, <sighs> was, it was so good. It was so, so good. He said, so they good.
0: They can't do this. They ain't got no freestyles. Again, separation. Mm-hmm. Drawing a line between Us and them mm-hmm. Sometimes on stage you have to do that I do that on tour sometimes where it's like If I'm opening for somebody Not only is it my job To be myself but it's mm-hmm. my job To make sure that my song selection Is not what theirs is Right. So if I'm on tour with Somebody who's doing some fun shit I'm gonna probably be doing more serious joints mm-hmm. If they're doing more uh, Serious joints I might be in my fun bag Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? If they're being political, I'm just going to be on some normal layman shit. I don't change who I am, but I do change what I perform Mm -hmm. so that I'm not looking like them. If they just stand there and rap, I'm coming with the Mm guitar. I'm coming with the trombone. I'm going to be playing something only to make sure that like there's separation. The the locks did a, a, a amazing job at that. Yeah, yeah. So it, was, f- it
1: was it was awesome. It was uh, very great to watch.
0: Yeah, man. So that's number four. That's five. Okay, let's do number six. And number six is this is a, a number six thing they did was it was an interactive stage show. Mm-hmm. You never got the feeling watching the locks that even though you knew they had a set list. That you never had a feeling that they were gonna do what was on that list regardless. Mm-hmm. Even their DJ, like we mentioned earlier, being slick enough to switch up and play those girl songs at that moment, was interactive. Jada Kiss talking, interactive. Mm-hmm. They had a gang of call and response with the crowd. Yeah. Dipset didn't have no call and response. They would just drop the mic and let the crowd sing along to their words whereas the locks would say things and, and the crowd would be saying them back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cam barely, like, he rapped over his own vocals sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, fucking Jewels wasn't interactive. He was just up there.
1: Yeah, yep.
0: Jimmy had, you know, he had more presence than Cam uh, than, uh Jewels, but it's like, they couldn't fuck with the, the DJ MC element and both groups had DJs. Yeah. Dipset's DJ just plays the songs.
1: hmm.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: but the locks gave you a show. Yep. He was Cut, cutting. He was back. Yeah. All that, man. It was so good. Juggling. Yeah. You know, you knew that it was like,
0: oh, this is for us. This is interactive. He could bring that beat back. They can start the song over five times if they want to. hmm. I never got that impression from Dipset that it was truly, truly set up, that their
1: stage show was set up that way. You know? Yeah, it was like Dipset was just, their DJ was just pushing play. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could have did that with a laptop. He didn't need yeah. turntables. <laughs> no, no, no. Just, just no. pushing play. You know? Yeah, he didn't need none of that
0: shit. So that's number six. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, we'll take a break and we'll come right back. All right. To all loyal listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work Podcast, our brand new t-shirt is here. We've had hoodies in the past, but never t-shirts. So we decided to bust out a brand new design for our first t-shirt, which is the most infamous design. The shirt pays homage to Mob Deep's debut album, The Infamous, but flips it and bounces it like y'all know we do. If you wanna support the podcast, and rep the squad by ordering a shirt go to weightless.net quick note this shirt is sold exclusively with pre-orders of the new book the social media cheat code so you can pick up the sign book and a t-shirt at the same time that's it for now we appreciate your support back to the show Okay, folks, we are back. We are back. Super duty, tough work. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Talking about how Jadakiss killed locks by himself. Because it seems that he certainly did. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope you're getting something out of this because uh, if you're a performer, artist, presenter, ever in front of a crowd, uh, presenting your ideas. These things are very uh, important tools yes. to have in a toolbox. Real MC shit. Yeah. So we got two more left. Master of Ceremonies. Yes. You had some MCs against some rappers. <laughs> this one. <laughs> That's the biggest Never, thing.
1: Never been more clearly defined. <laughs>
0: yeah. Rappers against MCs. You know, the number seven thing jenicus did was he changed the rules and the expectations mm-hmm. now this is harder to do but he did it because going into the verses like you said earlier you didn't really care that much about the verse because the format was already decided wasn't really a show mm-hmm. wasn't that interactive you know what I mean? it was like yeah they're just gonna rhyme over this thing it, it didn't feel like a real show hmm from the moment this shit started, Jadakiss started changing everybody's expectations. Yeah. He was just saying shit like, nah, this ain't that. We expect more from them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Hey, this is real hip hop. Everybody, yeah, you're right. So once you say that, you're like, oh, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, These something different.
0: Something different about this. Yeah. You know, he's improvising. You got DJs cutting. Oh, wait a minute. He changed the rules and expectations. Oh, mm-hmm. well, look, rhyming over your vocals is not
1: okay. Whoa, you just changed the rules on these fools. You didn't tell them that. Yeah, that, they've been doing that since <laughs> to be. Hold up, Jada. Right. That's what Versus is. Hold yeah. on. <laughs> changed the whole rules.
0: Mixtape Versus. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, we got Mixtape Versus. bigger than some of you all big records. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, they changed By the time Dipset saw, you know, that, that he had changed the rules and tried
1: to fight. It was too late. Yeah, because they couldn't improvise. They weren't ready. <laughs> they late. were not ready. They were not ready at all. <laughs> yeah, man. They were stuck. They were stuck in their own. <laughs> they they put themselves in a box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they couldn't escape. Yeah, it was too late. Like, at one point, Cam was like, y'all just trying to do
0: these mixtape verses because y'all ain't got no real hits. But it was too late. It was too late. Yeah, it was too late. You know what I mean? They still had hits in their bag, so it's like he tried to defend it, but it was like Jadakiss had already changed the expectation that all of our catalog is can be played. This ain't just radio songs. This mm-hmm. is mixtape songs. Freestyles matter. You know, we ain't got to rhyme over our own beats. We gonna drop. You know what I mean? We gonna flip some beats in here. Uh, you rhyming on your vocals is not allowed. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Why didn't we get this memo? Why didn't we get this memo before get, the show? They didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't get the memo. They just the email. Wait yeah. a minute. What? Nah, that's not it. What are you
0: talking about? We've been doing this forever. It was mm. like, it don't matter. I just changed the rules on y'all. And I just made the whole crowd know. And now the whole crowd's going to look at y'all
1: differently. Yeah, <laughs> now the crowd is on his side. And, yeah. you know, it's it's a wild... I w- um I don't know if you saw um Tyler, the Creator's interview with Ebro in the God, morning on... A, um, it's it's a really great interview. But um he he talks about this and he one of the main thing that he was saying, he was like, Jadakus showed a difference because he showed that he cared. Yeah. He showed that there was, you know, about about this change in the rules. He showed that he cared about hip hop. Yes. He cared about rapping. He cared that I wanna see, I wanna be seen as the best thing on this stage as an MC. And as a person who understands and cares about the foundations of this thing that that we feed our families with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he showed that he and he showed that separations, the dip set was just up there just to be seen. Yeah. He was there to show something. He was there to perform and give them a show. Give the crowd a show. It's true. It's true. And, I, and, and, and that's that's how he was able to change the rules mm-hmm. on them fools
0: like. Man, right. I know what y'all might be expecting. Out of this, I know what y'all might be used to getting away with. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm from the opening minute of this thing. I'm going to draw some lines and let y'all know that's not cool. That's not it. And that ain't going to be enough. Yeah, You got to do more if you're on stage with me. Yeah, And uh, it just really just made him stand out so much, man. So that's number seven. Number eight, this is the last bullet point. Number eight bullet point is that the dipset killed themselves. I say this as a I knew more songs of the dipset I said than I do Lox. locks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've purchased, I've walked in stores and purchased some dipset albums. Mm-hmm. I can't say that for the locks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Locks got some joints. Shady Kiss can rap his ass off. You know what I mean? And his, his mixtapes. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But here's how, here's how the Dipset killed themselves. Number one. Joel Santana barely rapped along with himself. He didn't sound good in his mic. He's holding the mic too close. No clarity. Um, That didn't help at all because he's got joints, but the way he presented it just came off like the drunk rapper who doesn't care. Yeah, he just didn't care. And, and Jada kept saying they just here to get a check. This fight is fixed. In the midst of these guys being as lazy as possible, Jada keeps saying, they're just here to get a check, y'all. Mm-hmm. This fight is it's not even fair. <laughs> He's making them look greedy and like they don't care. And then what do they do? Get on stage and barely rhyme muscle on with their vocals. Yep. Lay down in the corner. Argue with them instead of talking to the crowd. Never They, pro- they, pro- they the prove crowd. him
1: right.
2: They prove Jada right. right. Yeah. Ah.
0: <laughs> the second way they killed themselves is Freaky Zeke this Warplay. guy was in front of the camera too fucking much every time I look Freaky Zeke is dancing all off beat too much energy for what's going on I'm like is he on coke mm. didn't have a mic half the time he just was all in the front trying to hog the, the,
1: the spotlight Dancing like a male stripper on stage. And even during, like, Jada was like, what is Freaky doing here? He don't even rap. Why is he here? Why is he on stage? <laughs> he was a detriment, man. He was a liability.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know he probably thought, oh, I'm giving energy. I'm just hype out here. You know, if I if I get hyped, the crowd get hyped. He was doing too much. And if you were at the show itself, it might not have looked as bad. but watching the recorded version with the multiple cameras and how he always found his way in front of whatever <laughs>
1: camera was there. <laughs> right.
0: You couldn't ignore him. Yeah. I'm like, I wish he would just sit down in a corner. He should be laying down in a corner. Mm-hmm. Not Joel's. This might get freaky. easy to lay down. This might get him off this fucking stage. He's terrible. <laughs> he didn't help. Number three, rhyming over their vocals. They killed themselves because Jada mm. called
1: him out and it just sounded bad. Yes. It always sounds bad. That's the thing. Like this, um, this, the, the locks performance, <coughs> the locks performance and the uh, method man and red man performance. Yeah. The, those were the only two where there really wasn't any rhyming over their vocals. Yeah. Like meth and red, even though they were, they were, you know, it was versus each other. Mm-hmm. It was like a it was like a Red Man and Meth Man show. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Like they they did all their they didn't rhyme over vocals, none of that. Like it was a dope performance. I watched that one. Yeah, um, because I knew you know what I'm saying. I know Red. I know Red and Meth ain't coming out there to play. Yes. You know what I mean. And I watched that. Even all their guests didn't rhyme over their vocals. All that shit. It was yeah, it was super dope. It was super dope.
0: You know, it's funny too. It's like Jada Kiss. Because of how the locks set shit shit up, Jadakiss Mm -hmm. called them out for rhyming over their vocals. Then, the locks actually had a couple songs they had to rhyme over their own
1: vocals. Yeah, they did.
0: But no one cared because the majority of shit wasn't.
1: Right. And they probably was just like, oh, they must not have the instrumental. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. You know, (laughs) because we know if they could. They not would. rhyme over their vocals. They wouldn't have had the vocals in there. We already know, like, th- they had to do this. Yeah,
2: right. I'm like, wait a minute. Did
1: he just get away with this? He, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> he called him out the whole show, and they didn't rebuttal it when no, they, they didn't. Were, when they didn't say nothing. They should
0: have been like, wait a fucking minute. Did you yep. just do what you've been accusing us of the whole yep. battle? Exactly. But again, they were not. They couldn't improvise properly. They weren't mm-hmm. clear headed enough to see it. I saw it watching. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. He just, they just did two songs with they rhyming over the vocals in the
1: Yep, back to back, back to back. <laughs> it was a couple. Yeah, it was a couple times like that. Yep. Nobody from Dipset said nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. And so they kind of killed themselves. Killed themselves, yeah. man. So yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Hal of Kiss defeated the Dipset by himself. Let me read these back for those of you at home. Number one. Professional stage show. Number two, being clear headed. Number three, finding common ground with the audience. Number four. Improvised commentary. Number five, they created separation. Number six. Interactive stage show. Number seven. Change the rules and the expectations. Number eight. Dipset killed themselves. Man, man. I hope y'all got something out of this, man. This is uh, you know, it's cool to do these episodes sometimes man because mm-hmm. yeah, I think these do touch on things that we talk about uh, week to week but they kind of summarize it so you can just start seeing the stuff around you maybe applying it because you know to a lot of people it's just a little versus battle but clearly uh, one side was playing chess
1: and the other sides playing checkers <laughs> yeah it's like a master class in, per- in how to perform you know what yeah. I'm saying it's yeah. a master class it was, it was super dope
0: yeah man so yeah that's that's it for now man and uh shit. see y'all next week All right, peace. Peace.
2: Thank you for listening to Super Duty Tough Work. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace.
1: Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex than nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>